Welcome to Content with Character, the weekly podcast that'll give you the momentum you need to create content with more ease, clarity, and laughter. I'm your host, content copywriter Emily Aborn, and I'm all about unconventional marketing approaches. I believe in your big ideas, and I'm excited to help you share them in a way that's distinctly you. For as many people as there are out there who sing the praises of consistency, there are twice as many trying to take it down and give it a bad rap. This podcast episode will show you why it's not so bad and consistency might deserve a second chance. I'll also be going through a few other misconceptions about marketing in the online space and then of course, tell you how to take action to apply it for yourself. Hi. Welcome back to Content with Character. Uh, Before I sat down to actually record today's episode and I just sort of had it like outlined out and the the title picked out, I didn't realize how hard it is to actually say the word consistency for me. My tongue gets all tied. Uh, Consistency is hard to say, my goodness, but I'm going to be saying it a lot in this episode. So hold on tight. Um, I have to say, I am thoroughly enjoying myself over here with this podcast, and I hope that you're enjoying listening to it because it has just been so much fun so far, and I absolutely love hearing your feedback as listeners, your insights and takeaways. I love reading your reviews. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. They mean the world, and if you're on your Apple podcast app right now, you also could leave a review and make my day like all these wonderful reviewers have. Um, I also love hearing that a few of you downloaded my little worksheet from last week's episode on the types of content strategy. As I feel moved, I will probably create more stuff like that as we go. But today, let's just focus on the topics du jour. There are going to be a couple in here, but they're all interrelated and they all have one thing in common, and that is your content, your marketing, and your visibility. And so real quick, if you don't know who I am, yet because you're new here or you're testing the waters out to see if I'm for you. I don't blame you, by the way. I also hope you'll stick around. No pressure. Okay, a little bit of pressure. Um, I'm Emily Aborn. I'm the host of this show and another podcast called She Built This. I'm a content copywriter by day and then by day and night. Uh, I am striving to be the world's best wife, auntie, and dog mom. And I know, I know it's a tall ask because one of you listening right now is probably competing for at least one of those three titles, but I am good for the challenge uh, if you are. I'm just kidding. I know that it is relative to be the best in all of those areas, and you probably are. You probably are the best to your spouse, your niece, your nephew, your dog. So we all win, okay? And that's kind of part of what I want to talk about today is all of us winning because I want to talk about something else that is uh, relative and that is consistency. Consistency is relative and I don't think that it gets enough airtime as being so. So let me explain. Right now, the super popular thing to do online is to tear down the word consistency. People like to tear it to pieces and shreds and remind us all that it doesn't allow for the ebb and flow of life. It doesn't allow for tired days, flat tires, kids crawling all over you. And I think to this, I want to say, hold the phone because I don't think consistency is what you think it is. Consistency is being confused with frequency on a, well, 
a regular basis. It's being consistently confused with frequency. When someone says be consistent, it doesn't mean go faster, pick up the pace, post more, do more, do something every day, do something every three minutes, do something three times a day. Consistency does not equal frequency. Consistency is so multifaceted and it really has to do with quality, doing what you say you're going to do, following through, being accountable either to yourself or to others. It's about maintaining a standard or sticking with an approach rather than just throwing in the towel and giving up every five minutes. Consistency for me is more about being reliable and also being in line with who you are and what you stand for, what you're actually sharing and talking about. It's reminding people of what you offer, who you are, how you help, who you help. It's about being cohesive. As I talked about in last week's episode, that's how a strategy can help us. It can help us to be consistent. It can help us to build that trust, that familiarity, and it ensures that what you're saying, what you're doing, and what you're sharing sounds like you at all times. Consistency looks different for everyone. It is relative. It's relative to what you can actually feasibly do. Um, It's relative to what your business is. It's relative to what marketing platforms you choose. Uh, Also, what marketing platforms are available right now, what marketing platforms you don't choose, and what you are actually focusing on right now in your business. Consistency has different levels to it, okay? It has different layers. For example, you might be working consistently in one area of your business, but not another. You might be consistently working on, let's say, your tone and your style right now. You might be consistently working on, you might be working on creating consistent messaging. You might be working on a consistent look, for your brand. And you might be consistently networking or speaking or pitching to podcasts. You might be consistently adding calls to action into the content that you're sharing. And you might be creating content on a consistent basis. So it can really look like all sorts of different things. And it has different sort of levels to it. And you might choose to be different levels of consistency at different times for different things in your business. And that brings me to frequency and what frequency is. Frequency can actually be measured by hours, days, weeks, months, like any time frame. It is the rate at which you are doing a thing. I think it's only after you decide what you want to focus your attention on and be consistent with that you really should sit down and determine what that frequency looks like. And I'm, I'm going to say this, I don't think that we can expect ourselves to be consistent, consistently frequent with everything. I will use myself as an example and a decision that I recently made around my own consistency versus frequency, okay? As I mentioned at the beginning, I'm also the host of the She Built This podcast, and my level of frequency was uh, a week. My my commitment was being consistent with producing a weekly show. When I started this podcast, I quickly realized that my capacity for being consistent with both of those, plus my client load, plus workshops and speaking engagements I'm doing, 
also, I still have to put in that time to get that best wife, best auntie, best dog mom status. Like I wasn't going to be able to be consistently frequent in all of those things. So I scaled the She Built This podcast to every other week. And now my frequency, that frequency every other week is my new consistency. So why are you like, oh my gosh, Emily, stop saying consistency and frequency. Why am I belaboring this point? Well, two reasons. Because number one, they're both important. Uh, Doing tasks at a certain level of frequency does help you improve in that thing exponentially. There's a popular stat out there right now that say if you just do something, if you do something consistently for 18 minutes a day, um, that's 100 hours a year. And that is all it takes to be better than 95% of the world. So that is showing that the key to success is not just hard work, but it does take consistent effort over time. Now with that, the frequency is obviously every day, um, but it does take that level of consistency. However, that said, um, when you do have a certain level of frequency, you will improve in that area, in that thing by a lot. When it comes to your message, frequency can help you be seen, it can help you be heard, it can help you be visible, and it does keep you top of mind. But also, frequency can be a bad thing. Like you can be overly frequent, I think, for your particular audience or community. So for example, if I were to start sending out seven emails a week and releasing seven podcast episodes a week, I think I would start getting some annoyedograms and people would be like, Emily, please cool your jet engines. Or I might just lose people altogether. More is not more. It's often just more. Um, a content creator I follow whose name is Chelsea Pietz, and I don't know if I'm actually pronouncing her last name properly. Chelsea says, more is only more if it's better. And I think that's a good reminder for all of us. Also, don't compare your frequency to someone else's, please. Like just because they are doing more than you does not mean that they're reaching the right people or more people or growing any faster than you are getting more reach. And maybe they are, but like who cares? We just need to stop comparing. Um, They are not you. And it might actually not be realistic for you to uphold that level of frequency on a consistent basis. All right, so the second reason I was kind of going on and on and on about consistency versus frequency is because I hear a lot of shame associated with the word consistency. When people are not consistent, they tend to feel bad about themselves or they've burnt themselves out going fast and furious for like a week and then they realize they can't keep up that level of frequency so they just give up entirely or they don't show up every single day and they promise themselves they would and then they beat themselves up about it. And I think a lot of this comes from setting unrealistic expectations, unreasonable expectations on ourselves, and also comparing ourselves to other people's levels of consistency or other people's levels of frequency. The only person you need to rate yourself against ever is you. And at different seasons in your life, consistency and frequency are going to look completely different. Like I said, it is all relative, kind of like my little being the best wife, auntie, dog mom goal. So I think we all truly do get to win. So here's what I kind of want to recommend that you do taking into account consistency versus frequency. 
Choose your marketing tasks, whether it be social media, whether it be coffee chats, podcast guesting, whatever tasks you have in your business around marketing, emails, choose a schedule that works for you, that you know you can maintain on a regular, define what regular means to you, and do something, choose your marketing tasks on a regular basis that works for you. Know what you're saying and what you're providing in a consistent way, like know it so so well, so deeply that you can say it consistently, that you can really let your message sink in, that you can rinse and repeat yourself very often and in similar ways. Like consistency in your message is so super, super important. And then lastly, if you really do decide, okay, I actually want to amp up my frequency or increase my output, Try repurposing things that you're already doing and turning those into more because I think that's where some of the magic to what you what you might see somebody else doing very, very frequently or very, very consistently. It might just look like a whole, it might actually be a whole lot of repurposing. Might be a whole lot of taking one thing that they're already doing and turning it into more. So if that is a goal of yours to amp up your frequency or increase your output, I really encourage you to try taking what you're already doing and turning it into other things. We will so get into that more as you, as we uh, get to know one another because repurposing is like my favorite thing to talk about ever. But the goal is to strike a balance between the right level of frequency so that you can keep on going at a consistent pace, steady pace, whatever that looks like for you without feeling like you're drowning. Okay, two more visibility myths. I think that I probably have a couple more up my sleeve, but I thought I would just start us off with three for today. Just things I hear in the online space or uh, buzzwords I hear that I'm sort of like, I'd love to tackle this. Um, This one is something I say, I remind people a lot of in my marketing materials because I hear this phrase a lot from my ideal clients. And what I don't think that they always realize is it's actually uh, a pain point, but they think that it's potentially a compliment. So when I was a kid, um, I loved the movie Aladdin. And there's this scene in Aladdin where they talk about the diamond in the rough. And it kind of like fades out saying the diamond in the rough. Um, But it's sort of like this concept of being the best kept secret. It's like the hidden gem, if you will, okay? Being the best kept secret was a good thing. And I would venture to say that there are probably some pizza places, like maybe some ice cream shops, I don't know. They're probably like bragging about being the best kept secret and they're probably super, super successful. And now that I think of it actually, like they might be bragging that they're the best kept secret, but those are the kind of secrets that get spread very, very fast. Like if you have the best ice cream in town, you are not going to be a best kept secret for long. So this just kind of actually proved my point. You know what is a, a good best kept secret? It's like a beach or a trail because then you can swim and actually hike in peace and be left alone. Keyword alone. When it comes to our marketing efforts, being the best kept secret is not ideal. Um, It isn't great for our marketing efforts. And lots of my clients come to me frustrated and say like, I just don't understand. I have this, that, the other thing going for me. And they get really good transformation for clients. They get really good changes for people in their lives, but they feel like they're the best kept secret. 
And that's a problem. That's a problem they come with because the problem with these secrets is that they need to spread the word about their businesses. People can't find you if you're not telling them where you are or how to work with you or what you even do or that you have a business. So from here on out, I want to challenge you. If you think of yourself as the best kept secret or somebody like maybe people say that to you a lot, maybe someone says that to you. If you often think to yourself, oh my gosh, if only more people knew about me, if only people knew more about what I did, I could help them. I want you to just tell your secret, like start telling your secret. I know it sounds very basic and easy. I want you to tell people who you are, what you do, share client testimonials, share the uh, testament to the quality of the work you offer, start shouting your secret from the rooftops and ask other people to help you spread the word too. If you've worked with somebody and you've gotten great results for them, like ask if there's somebody else who they would know who would benefit from it. Ask them to write you a LinkedIn review. Ask them to tag you on social media and make a post about it. I want you to unbest kept secret yourself. And I know it can feel scary, but listen, my friend, you have a gift, okay? You are the one and only person who does exactly what you do and exactly the way you do it with your personality, your skills, your education, and your experience. You are the only one who can win that award for being the best you. So that's what we want to get out into the wild. That's what we want other people to learn about and to share with others. Don't keep you and like what you're offering a secret. It's it's really like holding back a gift. You know, like it is really a gift when it is a gift to other people when you show up and allow them to be seen because you are helping them. You are maybe brightening their day. It depends on your business, right? But you're brightening their day. You're transforming their business. You're helping to change their relationships. You're getting them that honeymoon vacation they wanted to go on since they got married back in 2015. I bet if you are listening to this right now, you change people's lives. Just a little hunch I have there. Um, But if you And maybe you're changing your own life and your family's life because you are building a successful business in the process of helping other people. So there you go. Win-win. It is a gift when you show up and share your secret, when you allow yourself to be seen, to be visible. So I hope I have convinced you to unbest kept secret yourself. And we're going to move on to my last myth of this episode, which is just around visibility in general, because I've been speaking about visibility and I'm going to tie it in with this best kept secret stuff. I'm not really one of those like unpopular opinion people, but this is contrary to, I don't think this is an unpopular opinion. I think this is contrary to common belief. Uh, Visibility is not just being seen. Now, I looked up the definition on this as it relates to marketing in several places, and it disagrees with me. It says that visibility is being seen by your ideal clients. It is being top of mind. It is getting in front of more eyeballs. And then it goes on to talk about the various ways of being visible, using social media, networking, podcasting, speaking, SEO, yada, yada, yada. If you are a New England person, you're probably well acquainted with the phenomena of low visibility when you're driving. And if you're not a New England person, allow me to describe a day in our lives, specifically during the winter months. All right, so you're driving down the highway, right? I'm going to use like uh, 95 here, so so it applies to the maximum number of people. You're driving down 95. It's cold out. It's half snowing, but like mostly it's just gray. And there are salt trucks everywhere. 
salting the road because it's about to get chilly. And the people you get behind, the cars you're driving behind, what they do, this is what happens in this kind of situation. And this is not uncommon for us here in New England. You get behind a car and they're suddenly spraying your car with this like dark, muddyish, grayish, waterish, salty mix. And I want to say you're probably like, Emily, you're tailing them. No, this is not just when you're tailing people. It happens. <laughs> I probably do need a little more distance between me and them. But anyway, your windshield ends up looking like I don't even know what. It's, it's just a disaster. It's a mess. You can't see out of it unless you run the stupid windshield wipers, which then proceed to get dry and they dry out the windshield because it's not actually snowing. It's just sort of snowing. So then you have to use windshield wiper fluid. Anyway, you get the idea. It's a mess. That is a problem when it comes to visibility. Visibility is not just being seen. It is also about seeing others. It is about seeing where you're going. And sorry, sometimes my analogies do not hold up. But uh, anyway, you get the idea. Visibility is not just about being seen. It's also about seeing other people. Visibility, marketing, networking. It's not just like the you, you, you show, the you, you, you broadcast. You really do have to put the time and intention and attention in, the consistency in, if you will, to see others and be aware of their needs. It's all about connection. Visibility is so much about connection creating a connection through your content, connecting with the right collaborators, connecting with, uh, wait for it, you knew I was going here, consistency. I love when things tie together and start where they end or end where they start, don't you? So I want you to consider that when you're approaching all of your marketing and on best kept secreting yourself and how you tie in your consistency goals too. Like I want to strive to consistently see and understand the people I want to reach just as much as I want to be seen and have them understand me. So on that note, I'm going to leave you here. I'm not one, like I said, to unpopular opinion it. This is not what I'm trying to do here. I just want to offer you new ways of thinking about things so that you can apply it into your approach and feel a little bit more inspired because it's so much easier when we consider marketing, content, visibility, like when you think of it as a two-way street, you're like, oh, this is just a conversation. Like this is just me connecting with other human beings. This is lovely. So next week, we're going to talk about, we're going to dive into uh, four out-of-the-box ideas to help you be more visible. And I'm really going to break them down for you. And then I think you're going to like where we're headed after that, because we will be talking about the stories that you use in your business, um, why they matter, and also like how to create more story in your content, even if you don't fancy yourself a storyteller just yet. So stay tuned. Uh, remember these episodes do air consistently every Tuesday. So make sure that you're subscribed, liked, like, I don't know, whatever your app tells you to do so you can be the first. Well, that award will pretty much always be Christie's, I think. But you'll, you can try to be the first to hear when new episodes air. So I will talk to you soon. And if it's not soon enough, uh, always feel free to reach out to me through my website, emilyaborn.com and connect with me on Instagram at Emily Aborn. If you miss me as much as I am sure I will be missing you. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Content with Character. If you loved the episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, and share it with someone else you know it could help. For more content and visibility tips, visit my blog at emilyaborn.com. And be sure to connect with me on Instagram at emilyaborn. I'd love to hear how this inspired you to take action.